What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. If you want to be successful, look inside. We don't like sitting in the discomfort. Then all of a sudden that day came when I got 20 bucks and two free drinks to do a show, and I was like, oh, shit, here we go, baby. <laughs> Thank God she hasn't caught a chicken yet. Don't be soft. That patience is key. If all my friends are winning, then it's going to make me want to win more. Ooh, what is up, guys? Today, we are extremely excited to announce, well, to bring on one of my personally, I don't know about Josh's, but one of my personally uh, athletes who plays for one of my favorite teams. Uh, this guy's a tremendous uh, workhorse athlete leader please help us welcome the one and only mouse gaskin what's up brother what's going on y'all thanks for having me man oh man appreciate you coming on brother how you been been great i've been great just uh getting back getting back here uh got to see a little bit of family but getting back to work getting ready for this season man it's huge season man that's it, man. I know. I'm. I'm excited personally as a Dolphin fan, man. I'm. I'm extremely excited, just with all the moves you know that you guys have made, and just seeing the the the, the, the development of of where you guys are going as a young team as well, and seeing the uh, the potential there is. So I'm excited to watch you guys play, man. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's crazy coming in my rookie year. We was what we was like supposed to be the worst NFL team of all time to be last year to have ten wins. I mean, it's kind of came full circle. Very excited to see what happens next. So what do you feel has been the uh, the biggest growth for you guys, and you personally as well, from that first season as a rookie to your second season and now going in personally and as a team? Uh, from myself personally, just uh, humbling myself. to When I first came in, I, I didn't play until, what, uh, week 10, I don't mm -hmm. think. And uh, coming from college, I've been a man since my freshman year. I started as a freshman in my second game. So I had to humble myself to kind of learn behind other dudes, watch other dudes, and put in the work that I knew nobody was going to see. But it was it was proven to myself that when my time came, I was going to be more than ready. I was going to, like, be there and never look back. Um, just having to do that was probably my hugest thing. I had to talk to my dad about it and, like, stuff like that. Just kind of it, it is a shot at your ego, especially, like I said, when, you, when you've been a man since you've been, what, seven years old since I've really stepped foot on a football field. But uh, and then for the team, I think we just uh, I think we bought into how flow, how flow coaches, how flow wants this team to look, and uh, just a whole bunch of tough, gritty guys that like to be in the building, and uh, just kind of when you have a lot of guys that think similar, uh, I think it's hard it's hard to beat a team like that. I mean, talent is talent's all over the NFL, but when guys think together or think similar and work hard and believe in one another when they can when you can turn your back and know your boy is doing his job you ain't got to worry about that i think that's what it has evolved into from our rookie year to i guess my sophomore year the nfl and now going into my third year yeah and you know i don't care what anybody says but fo football is by far the ultimate team sport for sure without a that's doubt 100%. you know but on that individual level right you talked about you know, having to kind of remove that ego a little bit so that you can learn from those vets, right? And and really, you know, get the ropes because the speed is different. I used to, you know, coach. Uh, I was a strength coach and, and, you know, was able to, you know, be in the weight room with, with a ton of collegiate football players at Syracuse and, and when I was getting my master's at FAU. And, you know, it was something we always had to remind the guys, you know, it's like, you you know, at, at the high school level, you know, you might have been the man, but now you're here. The talent level is different. And making that jump from college to the NFL is even a bigger jump, right? Like you said, everybody, everybody is great, right? Everybody was the best on their team, Yeah. you know? So what learning lessons did you really, you know, absorb having to learn from those veterans and having to, you know, kind of remove some of the ego while also – keeping some of it there, right? Because you got to have that confidence in yourself to Absolutely. go out there and, and, you know, believe you can get the job done. So, you know, kind of share some of your experiences on that and what you really learned over that rookie season. Um, so, like like I said, my rookie season, I had to put in a lot of work um, kind of behind the scenes. Um, when guys was getting ready for the game uh, on Friday and Saturday, like going over the last, uh, like, installments, like I wasn't even on the field. I was up in the stands. Or I was at home, like that. Or I actually did travel to all the games. I did travel to all the games, but I, I, I didn't have no helmet on. I had no shoulder pads, so I was putting in work 
on Friday, Saturday, and then sometimes Sunday after the game, just to just to put in that work, just to know that myself, like, hey, I might not be out there on Sunday with all the pads, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play my game. I'm gonna make sure I'm, I'm right. Um, stuff like that, and just being able to say, hey, like, not it, it's not for anybody else. It's not to be, oh, I want to be the starting running back tomorrow. It's like, hey, I want to be the best possible version of me without uh, without worrying about what coaches think of me without worrying about what fans think of me or anything like that. Because I remember when I when I wasn't playing, I had a lot of people telling me, like, hey, bro, like, why aren't you playing? You're better than that. Or, man, damn, like, you, you don't think you can last in the league? Or asking me all types of crazy things like that. And I, I just kind of put that all on the back burner, um, just proving it to myself. Uh, I, I, that's the one thing I learned the most. It's not about anybody else. It's not about proving it to anybody else. Um, it's, it's really what, what limits you can push yourself to. And, uh, and and test yourself every single day, and that's what I learned the most my rookie year. And going into my so- or going into my second year, I-, I took those same attributes I learned and and was able to capitalize on it my second year. And even a little bit at the end of my rookie year, I did play well. Uh, I got hurt in the second to last game, but I saw where my where my work had was being able to be seen more from other people's view, but. Also mine, like when I was able to step in the game, I was I was a lot faster, I was a lot quicker. I knew I knew defenses, I knew things like that. It wasn't always just working on my body; it was working on my mental of the game. Because definitely, when you come to the league, you, you you don't, or at least when I was in the league, when I came into the league, I didn't know like football, football that well. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know the X's and O's. I knew just hey, run to the right, outside zone, inside zone, <laughs> and make a couple of those miss, score and stuff like that. You know, but uh, uh, I was able to learn that. I was able to test my brain and my body. So I think that was the biggest thing for sure. So I think there's two things here. Like, you know, I, I really loved how you mentioned, um, you know, you, you've been hearing all the people say, like, hey, you're better. Like, why aren't you playing? Or, you know, when are you going to get in there? Um, how do you cancel? How do you cancel that noise from people telling you from outside? Um, this is what it is. Why aren't you doing this? Or what? how do you cancel that noise for yourself? Um, especially so, uh, uh, an athlete at your level where, yeah, that could get to your head. You know, how do you work on that? Um, for myself, I just... I just understand that I know that most people don't know football, first and foremost. Like, I, I'm not listening to Joe, average Joe, talking about football. And then secondly, um, just just at the end of the day, it's, it's what you it's, – it's you versus you and my – how I look at things. It's not like when, when I'm done playing football or when I'm ever done playing uh, after a game or whatever it may be, it's like, hey, I'm going to sit down with myself. I ain't worried about what other people are saying. I'm not worried about nobody else's opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm at the end of the day, I got to look myself in the eye and say, hey, did I do everything I could do? And if I did, I mean, I don't, I'm not worried about nobody else, what everybody else is talking about. Because, shoot, the only person I'm living with, only only skin I'm in is mine. Yep. Yep. 100%. You know, it's a, it, it truly is. In order for you to reach that full potential, you know, that we all have as human beings, you, you got to – you got to be able to block out that noise, right? You got to be able to, you know, silence the doubters because they, you, like you mentioned, they don't matter, right? At the end of the day, like you, you got to go and you got to put forth everything that you have into each and every day. And as a professional athlete, you know, it's, you know, it's a, it's a whole nother level because everybody's eyes are on you, you know, at all times coaches. I mean, I don't think people really realize how many cameras are are going on during practices, you know, I mean, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll see you picking your nose on the sideline, you know, even, yeah. Hey, how come, how come you're picking your nose and you weren't watching, you know, the other guys on the field trying to pick up on some of those cues and everything. Taking mental reps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All about the mental reps, yeah. man, for sure. You know, yeah. could you kind of, I think our audience would really, you know, get a lot of benefit from hearing about learning how, how you guys, you know, at the professional ranks really learn the X's and O's. You know, how studying film really yeah. changes the dynamic of your performance on yeah. the field, right? Because, you know, I, I used to hear from my cousins all the time. They never played a snap of football in their entire life. Never. But the second they pick up one of those controllers and start playing Madden, they'd be like, oh, man, you, you got to have this game plan. I'm like, Which, will you shut the fuck up? Like, you, you have no clue what you're talking about. You know, like, you got to stop trying to be the head coach. You know, you're not Nick Saban over here playing NCAA football anymore. You know, like, this is real football. 
we got to really get the, you know, yeah. we got to have the mentality behind it. We got to understand what we're doing here. You know, can you kind of dive yeah. into, you know, how you guys really go about uh, the process of learning football, learning about the game, right, on the professional level? And, and also to just add in real quick, the fact that a lot of people will watch their, the sport and be like, well, you know, they're just going out there and playing. And it's like, no, there's a lot more to it. And I think right. that, you know, like Josh, said, I've been really, in those meeting rooms. Fuck. Yeah. Dude, there's a lot <laughs> a diving lot into on. that to, to really make people realize, like, like in anything, entrepreneurship, business, or, or company work for like the, the amount of work you have to do to be able to show up as your best. It's not about just going out there and throwing a ball and running with a ball and playing football. There's a lot of technique. There's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of implementation behind the scenes that people don't know about. And they don't realize how hard that is. And, you know, like Josh said, to walk us through, that would be amazing. Uh, so, for me, uh, when I learned, when I started like really gravitating to learning the football game, learning the X and O's part, uh, just just having that extra knowledge going on the field when I'm I'm in the backfield to stand next to the quarterback and I see uh, I see a safety rotating down and we've been studying it all week and this means maybe one to two or three things and if I can just know if if it's like the third quarter and he's been telling me basically he's been rotating down and maybe it's a blitz, or maybe he's just been bluffing out of it. Maybe it changes my run angles. Maybe it changes my run. Maybe it changes my release to get to my route. Uh, it changes a lot of things, and that's why I think the exit of the O's has helped me a lot, just being, just having that, just that little bit more of knowing what's going to happen. Obviously, football and my position, everybody's position on football is a lot of reaction. So as soon as the ball snaps, everything could go to hell. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but just having that, usually, I'd say like 99% of the time, obviously. But uh, it just gives you that where you can be more sure of what you're about to do or how you're going to set somebody up. And that could be the difference between, like, for me, a five-yard loss or a touchdown or, or a huge first down or something like that, a big game. And, uh, I mean, in this league, it's all performance-based. So that's, that's why it's important. And uh, just going in every week, man, you come in uh, – the preparation for for a game is ridiculous. You come in, you got this install, and we're gonna run this on this on this situation. We're gonna run this in that situation. And if we if we get in this situation or we see this type of coverage, we're out of that. Or a tool can change the play. Or when, when Fitz was there, Fitz would change the play just at the line. So you gotta be fully aware. Like there's never just hey, I'm about to just run on the yeah. straight line. I feel like people watch Madden. And dudes run on straight lines and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's a video game, but I mean, in real life, like Un unless you have it, unless you have Michael Vick back in the, the yeah the O seven the O seven Michael no, Vick no, was wasn't it the O four. No, I think was it O four. I don't. I don't remember, but it was the. I think it was O four. It was the Michael Vick with the Falcons. You can literally do anything. As long yeah. as you bootlegged, you know, it was over. <laughs> it was over. Yeah, he's the exception. <laughs> um, yeah, just like that. But, like, um, you just can't you, – you, you can't really relax. You can't be like, oh, I got this. And once you get to the line and you're you're stuck in your motor, I'm running on a straight line, I'm going to run a go, or I'm going to run a five-yard knee, and I'm just running on a straight line, stuff like that. Like, you can look at the quarterback, and he's giving you some hands and have you run across the field. Like, you know what I'm saying? And if you – Stick to that play that you was thinking you gonna run, man. You gonna get cussed out and you gonna get yanked out the game. You know what I'm saying? So, so it, it, it takes a lot. So Miles, uh, you mentioned about knowing these plays and knowing these changes and these shifts and these stuff when the quarterback calls them out. How do you guys, as as pro athlete, how do you retain this information? Like, do you guys have tools, exercises that you got, you get, you know, that they teach you to be able to hold this information and retain it, so when this does present itself, you know what to do instantly. So uh, I'm not like the I'm not like the biggest tech guy. I'm still on flashcards, man. So I go flashcards for Love everything. It. I write everything out. Uh, I feel like or I know it's true. Um, just writing things down makes you help retain or helps you retain things better. So that's always been my thing. Um, even when I was in school, if I if I had a big test or something like that, I treat it just like a school flashcards. Um, I'll do the flashcards one way and flip them. That's how I usually do them to really get it. If you like turn them back around, whatever the play is, or if you see the play, or like say it's like the answer, and you got to say what the play is, stuff like that. Just being able to know things to a T, where it's like it's not it's, it's second nature. It won't be second nature on Tuesday or Wednesday, but by the time Sunday comes, if you've really been in your book, if you've really been studying like it, you should be. You can you can spit yeah. it out. You can, break the huddle and be exactly where you need to be, know the shifts, know the motions, 
know the audibles, know everything like that. So, I mean, it, it's definitely a process because coming in on uh, uh, on Wednesday, actually it's Wednesday, um, coming on Wednesdays, uh, it, it looks like, oh, damn, how are we going to know all this stuff? But if you, you take it section, section by section, day by day, by the time Sunday come out, you, you're going to be straight. And how many hours a day do you put into this, to learning this? That's a loaded question, man. We'd be at the facility from like, Seven to seven. <laughs> nah, day, pe- people don't. Guess, people like, don't understand, yeah, man. Yeah, people don't really you know, realize. Like, <laughs> lunch and dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, and then you got to take it home, I, and then I take it home. I, I actually just painted my uh, one of my walls whiteboard uh, cover, like the whiteboard paint, so I can write plays in my oh, that's house. That's awesome. Yeah, so I, I take it home, and I got a desk that's a whiteboard, so stuff like that. I, I try and. I try when the football season is going. Obviously, you got to take breaks from whatever you may do. But for me, when the football season's when I'm when, I'm, when the football season ends, I take a step away for a couple of weeks, maybe a month. But when the football season is going off, I try and fully immerse myself in it. So like everything I look at and everything I'm doing is football related. So I don't like step away from it too much. And I, I and I've always enjoyed football. I love the game of football. I mean, I, I think I'll always be around the game of football. So maybe that's why it's so easy for me to do that. So. And how do you how do you block out those distractions, right? That come up through the through the preseason, even in the off season, right? But but definitely in season, you know, people obviously trying to grab a lot of your attention and yeah, uh, definitely you know. Miami. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's Listen, what we this say. is that's why we bring it up. I would say this is definitely <laughs> across the board. I don't care what profession you're in, right? Like if you can <laughs> succeed here in Miami, yes. like you are a yes. mentally resilient motherfucker. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It is a different. It's different coming from Seattle, Washington to here. <laughs> it is different. Um, but um, I'm just, I'm just always, I've always wanted to be the best. I've always wanted to be a professional football player, and I've always been, always wanted to be the best possible football I've ever wanted to be since I put on a helmet. And I mean, when it comes to girls partying, uh, distractions, friends, whatever it may be, they all take a backseat to football. And if they can't, I mean, I just don't fuck with them. Like it's that simple. I tell. I tell people that all the time, and the people that I love obviously know that. Um, girls always have a hard time understanding that from time to time, but it is what it is. But uh, you just gotta—I think you gotta set boundaries for, especially the, especially in the profession I'm in. It's it's pretty much like what six months on, kind of ish, like in the six months off. So like you do have time, you do have time to travel and step away. But when I'm, when I'm fully immersed in it, I'm not, I'm not yeah. hearing nothing else except football. And how do you set those boundaries for yourself? Like, what is it that you do? What tools do you use? Cause look, we can use these tools for anything in life, right? Setting boundaries in your relationships and your partnerships and whatever it is that you're doing. How do you set your boundaries when it comes to your friends, family of, um, you know, acquaintances, how do you put those things in place? And then, not only that, but how do you honor your boundaries? Uh, I just tell them what it is. Like, if like when people when I first got down here, a good example. When I first got down here, everybody thought I was like, "Oh, we're going to Miami, and it's a party." Like, I'm gonna come visit you and stuff like that. And like on draft night, like yeah, like oh yeah, we're gonna be partying in Miami. But when I got down here, it's like hell nah, but like stay where you at. And if you do come down here, get yourself a hotel. Like, <laughs> you know, like just to be honest, like I, I just think I have a dream. I have an idea of myself and where I want to be, and I'm not going to sacrifice that for anybody. Or, yeah, not for anybody. I mean, like, I love my family, and they know that. It's never came to that with my family, but uh, friends and stuff like that, I have no problem with it because, I mean, at the end of the day, you ain't going to be out there with me when dudes trying to knock my head off and you ain't out there. You ain't in the gym with me. You ain't doing tons of things that I'm with, that I'm doing. You just want to live it up for a weekend, and that could cost me whatever. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what that could cost you. But at the end of the day, is that is is a weekend or is a night or is just having a fun? Yeah, like weekend or a night, is it really worth it? I've, I've lived, I was in college before, like <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah, I love how you approach that because I'm a huge guy. Like I look at the things and I'm like, uh, like especially a decision of like going out here or doing what I need to do. It's like, does this align with my vision? Yes or no? Does this align with my vision? Yes or no? Does me getting in this car and going here align with my vision? He's yes like a no? fucking horse during you the know? Kentucky Derby, dude. Just like <laughs> blinders on. Hey, that's how it should yep. be. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think when you can set those boundaries, right? That's really when you can tap into to how successful you truly can become, right? And and 
I feel like the people who really want to be around you, right. Who really want to support you, they're going to respect those boundaries, you know, and they're going to help, they're going to help you make sure that you honor those boundaries. Right. And the people who don't, you know, they're going to show their true colors, you know, maybe not right away, but eventually, like you said, you know, draft night, everyone's hyped, everybody's ready to go, but people start to show their true colors, especially, you know, the more success you find, the more playing time you get, the more money you make, you know, coming up, you know, probably getting your second contract here, you know, in a, in a year or so. And uh, that's really when you're going to get to find the people who are who are really in your corner. Right? And that's when you really can start molding the, the friends that you want in your circle, right? The people you want, right? You know how they say, like, yeah. your, your same friends from few years ago are not the same ones moving forward, right? Uh, because of those reasons, you know. You know the ones that are going to help you build and the ones that are not, you know. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to love them any less, but it just means I cannot be around or hang out with you like we used to because I am building. You know, I exactly. am building. Exactly, for sure. Um, I, I, I feel that 100%. I mean, you just you just kind of, if you find yourself hanging out a lot, it's, it's what are you doing? You're just yeah. hanging out. That's exactly what it is. And, I mean, some people are happy with that. Uh, just not me. I think it, I think it takes – I think you got to exhaust yourself every day. Uh, I got I got two parents that work extremely hard. I got an older brother that works extremely hard, and that's probably where I kind of or it's definitely where I get my work ethic from. And I just seen I seen my parents exhaust themselves every single day to be be able to provide, and then two to be great parents. And I think that was the biggest thing that kind of affected me, just as a football player and as a man, as a young man growing up right now, and becoming like a. a adult a grown man like you got to exhaust yourself and at times like people i feel like people want to take a break or oh i'm so tired yes there's obviously times you take vacation you take breaks but i feel like people always want to reward themselves after like a day or something like oh i did a workout or i've been working out for a week i need i need to i need to take a break it's like right like did you really do anything like yeah you worked out for a week (laughs) or whatever maybe but like like did you really accomplish what you said you did like don't take a break until you finish, like, to finish to the finish line. And then even then, it's like, shit, you know, we're like, what's next? That's right. That's absolutely right. So speaking about wins and breaks, like, what for you, what is the biggest goal that you want to achieve personally for yourself this year? You know, being an athlete, being a, a player for the Dolphins personally, and then as a team, what is those, what are those biggest goals that you want to achieve? Personally, um... I want to be and I want to bring like 1,700 yards all purpose as a, as a running back, receiving, running, whatever it might be. But 1,700 yards, I want to put up numbers this year. I want to be, I want to set the goal as high as I possibly can and, and chase it. Like I said, I, I, I believe in myself. I've always believed in myself. And I mean, shit, you don't want to set the bar low. You want to go after it if you believe in yourself. Then as a team, um, shit, make the playoffs on the Super Bowl, man. Um, Fuck like, yeah! Bring that shit to Miami. Bro, like we just, but I mean, it takes it every day. But absolutely, we won't. We won't work hard, win games. I mean, what else is? I mean, at the end of the day, like it's team sport, and we love each other. At the end of the day, but what makes it fun is winning games. That's everybody know that. And I definitely want to see a Dolphin Super Bowl in my, oh life, my, God. my he, lifetime. If you guys win the Super Bowl, he's never oh. going to shut the fuck up. I mean, I couldn't tell you how much Dolphin stuff we have here. I grew up a Bills fan, so it's kind of hard for me. I'm probably going to hate me now, but. Yeah, I grew up in upstate New York, man. It's tough, you know. It's tough not to. Hey, I did not believe in Bills Mafia, so I went there. That shit. Is crazy. I've been trying to t- bro. I've been trying to. T- I, I'm telling him like, yo, we got to go to a like, Bills game. Like, the the best tailgate. The best. The Miami tailgate's hard, but the best fucking tailgate in the NFL. I'll tell you. Because it's cold as shit up there, so you better be down and you better, you better be drinking all twenty four pack if you're gonna go to a Bills game. Those fans get rowdy exactly as hell. About Miami Heat, exactly. How we talk about Miami Heat. You gotta beat out of Miami Heat to understand. <laughs> Bills Mafia, you gotta see that shit. Bro, there's some crazy. I mean, they don't throw their they don't throw themselves through fucking tables because they're sane up here. You know. Yeah. Right, so now I gotta ask, what what's the craziest experience that you've had over there at Bills Mafia? What what's the craziest thing you experienced yourself or saw? Man, what was that my rookie year? Yeah, that was my rookie year. I seen a kid spit on one of the, one of our players, bro. bro they like don't kid. they don't fuck around, yeah. man. They don't fuck like around. So is that like serious? Some gruely people up there, man. Some bristly yeah. ass bristly ass people up there. Sometimes these fans these fans get cr- these fans get crazier than they feel like they're so part of the team they get crazier than the players. Bro, some of my cousins oh, yeah. go fucking nuts, go nuts <laughs> better, for the Bills. I'm like. 
<laughs> I'm like the Bills for other than you know maybe the past year or two have been trash my entire life. Like we were too young for those Super Bowls, you know. Yeah. To remember, and my cousins are like, this is our year. I'm like, bro. We have fucking J.P. Lossman as our quarterback. There's no way. There's no way we're not finishing fourth in the division. Are you serious? Like, not a chance. We're winning a game. Well, it's going to be interesting this year with the division that we, you know, we got going on here with the Dolphins and the Bills and the and the Pats and all this stuff. Like, it's going to be interesting. You know, yeah, um, nah, I think it's going to be fun. Who, when you no. so so when you're in the game, you know, and and you're looking at the defense, right? Who are some of the guys where you're like, oh shit, we got our we got our we got our hands full here, you know? I mean, obviously you got like you got the big names, but like who who would who surprised you as like, okay, this this dude can play, this dude can ball, dude. Um, you said the big names, bro, but like I can't even rule out Aaron Donald. Like I can't even like when we played the Rams, I was like, holy shit, bro. How like, big is that guy? He's not, I mean, like, he's he's fucking ginormous, yeah. but he's not that tall. But, like, he's just like a motor. Like, it's, it doesn't matter what play it is. He's going to be back there. He's going to be trying to get rid of He's going to be chasing down. Like, he's doing everything, bro. Like, he's in the play no matter what play it is. Bro. And so people, I, don't, people, I, don't, people don't realize sometimes that these big guys move. Oh, oh now it's hell yeah, bro. <laughs> hell yeah. Big guys move. He can fly. And then his hand work, crazy, bro. And then, uh... I didn't play in this game, but I was hurt. Or I might have COVID. I got COVID and I got hurt like close together. But uh, Buda Baker, um, and Buda Baker grew up with him in Washington. He played for Arizona, and that might be the best football player I've ever seen in my life. Wow! I do like running hit. Is that like that's him running hit? Like he be running downhill. He about as big as me, probably lighter, a little bit lighter, and he come down at free safety. From like twenty yards back and trying to take somebody's head off, and he, he, he running hit. That's what I call the running hit, bro. <laughs> and he covered, but like he covered as a running back. All I'm worried about is that he running hit. Hmm. I mean, you know, it now bringing it up. Like obviously, uh, you know, I was telling you before the podcast. Like I went to Syracuse. I was there when Chandler Jones was there. You know, oh. and and you know his older brother. I mean, that whole family, right? It's just like uh, f- freak us. athletes. But you know, Ar- even Arthur, right? And he he went to Cuse. Uh, I grew up like I mean, we had season tickets. You know, Dwight Freeney, Keith Book, all those guys, and they can you know some big guys moving. Man, they come downhill. Woo! Absolutely. And I think I feel like now that we're talking about Bobby Wagner, KJ, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I missed a few names, but. I can go on, but I feel like Bobby don't. But I feel like those two, Bobby Wagner, and I'm from Seattle. But when we played them, uh, I was like, damn, like y'all, because I'm I've been used to watching Seattle from like the little kid point of view. So you've always been a Seattle fan. Yeah, I haven't been a Seattle fan, but I've been a Seattle defense fan. Mm. When they was the Legion of Boom, I was like. Yeah, like, I didn't even play DB, but I was like, fuck it, I might try and play DB. (laughs) (laughs) When, When was this, when you were in high school? Yeah, when they was uh when they was cold like that, I was in high school. When they went to back to back Super Bowls, when they beat Denver and then lost to uh to the Pats, the Pats. The Pats. Yeah. yeah, I was in high school. How do you not so, hand How do you not hand Marshawn Lynch the fucking ball? I know yeah. you're right there. You know, I mean, he, watching him watching him when he got drafted with the Bills, you know, was like fucking right. spectacular. What that guy can? How do you not hand him the rock at the like if you were in that situation, right? And and you were fucking. Hey. You're in there. You're like, all right. Why are we run? Why are we throwing a fucking slant on the one yard line in the Super Bowl? That's a heartbreaker. I'm from Seattle, bro. That's a heartbreaker to talk about. <laughs> oh man, but but that defense, those guys are ridiculous. Richard Sherm, uh, Earl Thomas, man, those guys are some ballers. So, so how does it feel like you know when you got out? of high school into college and then into the league facing some of these guys, even though at their older age, but facing some of these guys in their different teams or even some of the ones that remained on the Seahawks, how did it feel like confronting them and facing them was just like, holy crap, like I'm facing some guys yeah, from the yeah. Legion of Boom. Like, yeah, how yeah. was that? Um, it, was, it was crazy. Like, uh, I, when we played Seattle, um, like dabbing up Bobby and uh, KJ before the game, it's like, bro, like, I've seen y'all on, like, TV my whole life, bro. Like, but, I mean, it, it, it's the challenge. And in, in the moment, it's like, hell, yeah, we going to war. Like, yeah, like, I don't care who it is. But after the time, when you watch it on film, and, like, the next day, it's like, man, like, I'm on the same field as the dudes that I used to, like, 
think was like God's like damn near when you like when you 16 and you see like those guys playing like damn I really want to be there now this year it's that's that motivation and I think that motivated me to just keep going I mean I feel like I've been doing the right thing so I mean you know what I'm saying but just to be on the field with some guys I think would be Hall of Famers definitely Bobby for sure um just just like hey like keep keep going and uh talking to those dudes telling me to keep going as a young dude um just very inspiring yeah, I mean, I can tell you right now, you're gonna have two two huge fans, you know, cheering you on, uh, cheering you on this season every time you touch the rock, man. You know, I I think it's a, of course, I think yeah, it's man. a, I think it's a perfect time too with kind of everything that's going on in college football now. You know, with the new NIL or NIL rules, yeah. right? I would love to kind of get your take on on how you feel about yeah. that. You know, obviously coming from a, a football background myself, being a part of college football, like seeing the actual work ethic that collegiate football players put in, you know, it's a full-time yeah. job on top of having to be a, a student yeah. as well, you know, and go to class and they really hold you accountable to all that. So, you know, I'd love to get your take on, on these new rules and, you know, getting some fucking cash in these players' pockets mm -hmm. like, like they deserve. Yeah. And, to, and to add on, like, I want to see obviously all the pros and I want to know if you, if you feel there's going to be any cons from this as well. I don't think no, I don't think anybody getting no money on the back end. <laughs> but the young dudes, I'm excited for these dudes. Uh, being as being as fresh out of college as I, as I am, I remember like days like where you have no money, like just like zero dollars in your bank account, and it's like shit. I can't even go to McDonald's, bro. Like stuff like that. And I think for them to be like, when I was at UW, I'll just speak off of my experience. UW was not good my freshman year, and then we went to the college playoff and played Alabama. We lost that game. But, like, to see how much money was brought to the school just off of how good the football team was, and then to still go to McDonald's, still eat Top Ramen, stuff like that, it was, like, it was it was unsettling at times, but then it's like, oh, we're having a good time. We win the games, like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But now that I'm older, like, you see, like, now, you, now I've been in the business of football the last – uh, coming up on three years, you see how much money that would that probably brought in or that did bring in, For sure. and uh, that you don't see that these eighteen to twenty-one year old cats don't get not a dime. I think I think it's ridiculous, and then I think it will. I mean, the Pac-12 like hasn't been uh, the Pac-12 hasn't been like that big on football compared to like SEC, Big Ten, and stuff like that, and I think that might. Like bring kids to stay home. Like we had a kid, the number one kid in the country was out of Washington. He just went to Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? And like with these, with kids being able to get money and stuff like that, maybe these deals will keep some kids in the in, uh, at home and stuff like that. Maybe that might make a huge difference. Maybe it might For sure. uh, even out the playing fields a little bit. Because um, I mean, you think about it, it's always Alabama, Ohio State, those teams. So maybe this changes. And nothing against those teams, absolutely not. I always want to see the best. Whoever's the best needs to be the best needs to be in the championship and stuff like that. But I think this might bring a new, a new, a new dynasty of college football. Because I mean, like, you don't. I mean, I don't know, but it's hard to imagine a dude really want to go to Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, you don't hear Alabama, but like, for real though, like, you can go to SC or you can go to like these major cities and live up like. Like all this stuff on Twitter about like Reggie Bush. If this was was going on with Reggie Bush was in SC, man, I mean, like, shoot, he'd be damn near rich dude on campus. And that's might be yeah. richer than your parents and shit. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But I mean, I, I'm excited for it. And above all, I'm just excited to see these kids learning about money, learning how to save money, learning how to take care of people that they care about. Not everybody comes from great backgrounds not everybody has money a lot of a lot of i was blessed enough to have two parents that could help me out whenever i needed it. i didn't i never really tried to reach out i always had jobs in the summer i always try to keep a little bit of change in my pocket but i, I also have been on the side i've been roommates with dudes yeah. that didn't have necessarily the best uh background with parents and stuff like that where they could come in and help and to see that it's hard to watch and now that these guys can provide for themselves send money back home or whatever it may be. I think, I think it's just, it's just good for them. I mean, I, I'm nothing but just happy for the kids. Love that. And, 
and I, I want to talk a little bit about this and more in depth because I, I do think it is a great thing, you know, especially if you have a name to yourself and you've proven yourself, you're working hard to receive reward and, and to be able to get benefit out of it. It's your name, you know, on the playing field. You're bringing in the fans. You're bringing uh, uh, honor and growth to the school. Uh, so definitely you should get rewarded and, and receive perks off of this and, and, and money. Now, on yeah. the other side, too, um, for those, like, talking about some that maybe didn't come from – like, you know, get yourself parents who can help you and or teach you like how to be able to be manageable with your stuff and how be able to, how to be able to take care of your things. Like, how about the kids who maybe didn't come from anything when they're receiving all this money? How do you what's the best way approach or advice you can give to those kids so that way they don't also tarnish their career and go crazy with the money they're making and understand that, hey, I still got to lead as football as being my, my number one purpose to get into the NFL. How do you keep yourself from now getting distracted as well with all this money coming in? Uh, I'll tell them, I haven't thought about that, but that's a good point that you got. Um, I would tell them kids, even the kids that have, uh, have great backgrounds or whatever it may be, um, save every dime, save every dime, right? It don't matter that you have money or you have money now, but you was already the coolest person on campus. Like you're a football player. If you're a good football player, you one of the coolest people on campus. You don't need to spend a dime. You can go to your still ratty little college date spot. Your life shouldn't change. You know what I'm saying? Your life shouldn't change. I know it's, it's hard to say as an 18-year-old kid, hey, man, save all your money. But on the back end, you never know when you need it. And then at the end of the day, what are you buying? I mean, you might be a splurge, buy a nice car or whatever it may be. Don't, don't be a rapper. Don't try and be a rapper. Don't try and live, don't try and live this Instagram, this Twitter lifestyle because I think that's what – will probably happen and people will have to learn the hard way. I hope the schools educate these kids though. Um, I don't know how they were going to do it. That's their job. Um, maybe a class, maybe uh, instead of study table every week, maybe two days out of the week, hey, you need to sit down all the kids. Maybe it's just all the kids that's big money earners. Maybe that's it. And uh, sit them down and hey, teach them about money, teach them about how to make their money grow, teach them about everything that can come from money, tell them about all the bad stories and tell them about all the good stories about saving and not saving money, educate them not not to not to be young and dumb. I mean, people try and live these lifestyles that are a second on Instagram, trying to show off these watches, chains, whatever it may be. And yeah, that's cool. But as a young dude, is that what you need to be doing? Yeah. I, I don't think so. I like that you said that because. You know, I think even Deion Sanders brought something up. He was saying that, you know, it's amazing. He's like, I'm so happy these kids are going to be able to make money off their name. And finally, they make these changes. He's like, but I really hope that these kids also take some marketing classes or financial classes or go get the help to understand how to save their money, the good, the bad. Because I think that is maybe the one con that can be the issue of if they start making all this money, they go down this rabbit hole of like, let me just buy this and then swag out in the ig and the social media and yeah it's easy it's easy to get consumed in the exactly. I, ig game and the cloud and the you know especially the, the the male athletes all the girls i can get the girls and stuff you know so you know you saying that yourself i think that's super important um where it's like use the money smartly with your name now you deserve it put it away use it the right way um manage it correctly because at the end of the day too in, in sports you never know you never know an injury can cost your career mm -hmm. you never know what can happen um even after even during your career like if you build that foundation now as a college student and you're making this money off your name you know you can also set yourself up in the future for when you do leave the right. nfl for your retirement you build this such a strong foundation you're not worried you i know? mean and, listen i saw it at fau when i was there i mean there's nothing to really do in Boca Raton, right? Nothing. Mm -hmm. And we would see, you know, the freshmen would come in. They didn't really have, obviously, a big budget, not a great program. Uh, at, at the time I was there, it was like pre-Lane Kiffin. Um, and you would see, you know, they would get their, the freshmen would come in, they get their, their meal stipend for the summer, you know? And yeah. the next day you'd come in and you see half, half of the freshmen, like, covered in band like bandages from fucking going and getting like s sleeves and you're like what are you doing day one day one Yo. you thought it'd be a good idea to go get a sleeve with that money like what the what in the fuck are you about to eat the whole summer like you realize like we're about to just we're about to beat you down all summer with with workouts and and sprints and cone drills and all this and you go ahead and blow that that's you have six hundred dollars for the summer 
And you're going to go ahead and go get some tattoos? Like, come on, man. Come on. We have to. All right, we got to sit, sit you guys down. We're going to start talking about. It's like, coming from the guy who has a whole bunch of tattoos. I know, man. But, <laughs> and listen, I'm telling you right now, like, I took out student loans and some of that money went to tattoos. And now looking back, and I'm like, listen, <laughs> paying fucking 7% interest on these tattoos. Learn, learn from so, the experience. Stupid <laughs> ass. Like, kicking myself for that shit, you know? Yeah, man. Oh, man. It's happen, though. You're young and dumb. You're young and dumb. Whoever it may be, you're going you to make mistakes. It's just that you got to learn from. That's right. That's mm-hmm. all it is. So listen, I gotta ask. If you were at UW right now, how much money you'd be pulling in? Oh man. Shit. Ah man, that's a tough one. Cause I don't know, because Florida is like I think it, that's why I say Pac 12 versus other places. Like Washington's not really like like here, like football is religion. Like Football is like it's better. Shit. It's bigger than religion. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know what I'm saying. In Washington, I, I'm still curious of how Washington goes about it, but uh, I can't even put a number on it. I gotta see what <laughs> these dudes bring in because I'm excited. Because I'm excited to see what they bring in. And Washington's a big money place, anyways. Like a lot of a lot of For like, sure. rich people live there. But I, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious. Well, if they're good too, I don't know. Maybe well, maybe a lot. What are some of the brands or companies that you would you would start going right away being a college student now? Like, who are some of those that you would have targeted? Uh, I've seen a couple of dudes get signed to Barstool. That's pretty Yeah, cool. I was just about yeah, to I say, but I think Bar. And yeah. you know what I like about them, too, is Vayner, that— Vayner, too. You know, is know. is the the wide array of athletes that, that these companies are bringing yeah. in, right? It's like yeah. the, the, biggest mis- the biggest thing that really, I think, held— these universities back from allowing student athletes to be able to go out there and get some compensation for their likeness, right. And for their name was, Oh, well, it's all just going to go to football and basketball. None of these other sports are going to be able to get anything. And you know, it's, it's nice to see that that was a huge misconception, right. That, you know, if you were a women, like if you played women's field hockey or you pay, you know, women's lacrosse, like where, where I'm from lacrosse is huge, right. That, you know, you might have, like you said, you might have to find the market to go to now, right? You got to, st- you know, college athletes are going to really have to start weighing, like, where is the best place for me to go for business and for yeah. business and and, and, and for and pros. for school and for sports, right? And right. you know, back to what you were saying, like allowing some of these these home state athletes to stay at home, right? Like for us at Syracuse, like Mike Hart. Right, I mean, you, 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 you obviously know who Mike Hart is huge running yeah. back. Played at Michigan, right? Legend at Michigan. Played for the Colts for a little bit and a couple other teams, but he's from Syracuse. You know, nobody in their fucking right mind ever thought Mike Hart would stay at Syracuse. You know, right. nobody, nobody. Even though we have, you know, the the history of all the great running backs, nobody believed he would have stayed. You know, but maybe it would have turned our program around if yeah. if Mike Hart oh, yeah. was there. Maybe we would finally be able to get a quarterback. You know, maybe we would sure up the defense a little bit. So I'm, uh, that's really what I'm intrigued to see is, is how many of these athletes in state actually stay in state and play for some hometown teams. I think, you know, that, like you said, that could really shake up college football, you know, and turn it on its head. And I think that's something to really look out for in the next couple of years. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for these kids to grow. I like this. Mm-hmm. It's not obviously you're going to still get the college experience, but I'm excited for them to make more adult decisions. Cause when I was at UW, like my freshman and sophomore year, I was like having fun and like just kind of being dumb, young and fun. But like as you get older, you kind of realize like, yeah, like this is not it. Like I could make money, I could do more things, and I'm excited for kids to kind of flip on that switch as soon as they get in or still in high school. Because I don't think it takes away from the fun of college. I think it just kind of adds on just another aspect of your life that's gonna come regardless. Like you don't have to learn sure. about money. Regardless, yeah, at one life, point. Though, like, yeah it, it's bound to happen. And the sooner you learn, the more you're going to end up knowing. 100%. Is there any young athlete in college um, that you kind of are taking under your wing or that you're friends with or connected with that you kind of give advice to? I know some I know some NFL athletes do that, and I think it's remarkable when you can do that. Is there anybody right now that you're kind of like taking under your wing or just, you know, giving some no. advice to? I can't say that I am. I wish I was. Uh, my boy Savon is down here with me now. Uh, he was like my road dog. And when he was in college, I was like who I was talking to the most. Always trying to speak life into him, trying to be positive with him. But uh, I, now as you say that, I think I need to get more back into UW, talk to some of the young dudes. Um, obviously, there's some still there's still some dudes I play with back there. And we talk um, just on some how you doing, uh, just catching up. Good luck this year. But uh, I definitely need to reach out a little bit more. 
That's awesome. No, the fact, look, I, I think that it's so important when they can hear from you guys that are in the league. You know, it's still young. You know, you're still young, but in the league, and now you can see it from that, you know, from from another perspective. I think it's so important when you do have somebody. You know, we were talking about our last podcast, like when you have somebody that you can reach out to and have guidance and help and, you know, learn from their experiences. It's, it's a game changer. It's a true game changer. Did you ever have that growing up? Did you ever have a, a, a pro level athlete that was guiding you or giving you some advice or even now? Um, no, I didn't growing up. Um, now. Uh, I talk to as many vets as I can, uh, older vets, like real old vets. Uh, it's always it's always good to hear their advice. Sometimes it's just advice that only works for them. Um, <laughs> but it's good to hear. Uh, it's good to see how other people work. It's good to see how other people go about studying things. Um, but growing up, definitely not. I had an older brother, though. Uh, my brother's a real smart dude, and uh, he, he wasn't the biggest sports guy, but he, he always was teaching me how to work hard and how to – like work smart and hard, not just kind of put your head down and run sprints and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember when we was in shit, even now probably to this day, like if I'm doing running back drills, he gonna come outside. Like when we was in Seattle, he was back home with me. Like I'm doing running back drills. He's like, hey, nigga, you need to do this shit and all this stuff like that. So it's cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's helpful. So it's like that type of stuff. So, yeah. I mean, you got to have those people in your corner, right? Like nobody can do it alone. You know, no – no matter how much people from the outside may may seem to think, you know, that, that you're standing up on this podium by yourself or, you know, you're raising that trophy by yourself, it it really does come down to, uh, you know, those people in your corner. It's great to hear that you have such a great family there backing yeah. you up, you know. It's like a village. Yeah, 100%, man. You know, what are you looking forward to the most about this upcoming season? You know, is it getting back with the guys? Is it, you know, working hard, working towards this ultimate goal of, you know, getting into the playoffs, getting to the, you know, the, the AFC championship and into the Super Bowl? Uh, what what would you say is like the the number one thing that, that you're most anxious about that you're, you know, chomping at the bit to get back to? First day of camp, man. I, I'm ready to get back out there. Definitely get back with the guys. Obviously, games and stuff. But, I mean, camp, I, I love camp. Um, just – Everyone with your dudes, you, you you grinding and you competing every day with the same dude. And I think that builds first off, it builds bond in, in in the team and then it builds rivalries too. And I think that pushes you. I mean, like you lose one day, you're like, all right, yep, that we're gonna have one on ones tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or somebody uh make you like as a defender, if somebody make you miss, you're gonna be like, Yep, I'm coming after you tomorrow, or whatever it may be. And it's all out of just competitiveness competitive being a competitor. You know what I'm saying? It's not out of like, oh, I'm gonna get that person. Yeah. It's like I'm pushing myself to be the best, and I think that's only in camp when you can really get that. Because I mean, in the league, once the season starts, you don't you don't hit like that. You don't do a lot of things. A lot of it's just mental, trying to be easy on your body so you prepare for Sunday. And like I said, obviously I love the game and stuff like that. But as soon as things coming up, it's camp, and I love camp. Just the heat, just kind of seeing who, who's the man and who's the mouse. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's go, let's he- fight. Let's healthy like competition, healthy competition. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard, I've heard stories that they say that man, even even some of those camp, you know, um, seven on sevens or like uh, you know scrimmages get even more intense in some of these games against some of these other teams. Yeah, yeah. Like if the defense is kicking the offense the last two days in a row, the defense gonna come out there the third day ready to fight somebody. First play, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if the defense kicking the offense ass a couple days in a row, you gonna try and crawl in somebody's ass. Like, I mean, what the hell going on, bro? Like we need to bring our shit together and then shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that, like you said, healthy competition, and uh, it just pushes guys to be the best they possibly can, especially. when if you if you going at the same dude every single day, man, it's, it, I don't know. It just it just brings something out of you. So when the time the season starts, it's like you already full, full gear, ready to go, ready to knock somebody else's head off because you've already been hitting this dude, what, like a thousand times in this last month. You know what I'm saying? Love it. And who's who's one person you would like to see standing out this year in your team now going into practice? Uh, you said like, like, a, like a big yeah, season? Like, or like, like in, in your training camp, like who's one guy you would like to really like see come up? Oh, Oh, Bate, Jerome Baker, linebacker. I mean, like, it's just like the regular running back versus linebacker stuff. I mean, it's, it's just the dude that you go against the most. Any any linebacker over there, um, I'm, I'm excited for that competition for sure. But I'm excited to go against everybody, the DBs and team settings and, and, and the safeties making dudes miss, trying to 
trying to work on my game. If you just get me down the ground, I'm, I'm asking, hey, man, what am I not doing to make you miss? How can I make you, make you slow down? What can I make you stutter? It, it, that's another thing. You can work on your game. It's your teammate. He wants to, he wants to see you succeed just yeah. as much as you want to succede. So, y'all, when it comes to Sundays, we, we out there rolling. Love that. Well, I, I, I told you before, but, you know, you got you got two huge fans, you know, rooting for you. And if, if you see some people getting rowdy as fuck in the stands Woo! next year, you know yeah. you know who it is, right? Look, look yeah, I went yeah. I went last year to the game that you guys played the Rams, which was Tua's first debut. That was right. a hell of a game. That was a fun game. Yeah, yeah. So Listen, oh, if you see a guy and you're like, man, is he wearing a sweater here? That's him. And then I'll be, you know, I'll be the guy, you know, cheer, getting hyped as fuck. So that's it. You know, we, we expect some big things out of you down here in Miami, man. You know, we're all rooting for you. Nothing like a Dolphins game, you know, to to bring bring that Miami community together. Like I, I said, you know, Bill's Bill's tailgate is, is one thing, but you know, the the fans of Miami, they they love to uh they love the team and, yeah. and they love to see you guys succeed and you know, we get we're definitely rooting for you and, and especially with this team. Yeah, man. I mean uh a, a lot of potential, and you know, you guys just got to put in the work. We we believe in you for sure, and whole city's gonna right. be rooting for you. All right, y'all, appreciate that. Hell yeah, man! And brother, where where can people reach out to you, connect with you, and if there's anything else that you're working on besides football that you want to plug in here as well, please please go ahead. Um, you can reach out to me on just Instagram. Uh, I, I'm not on Instagram a ton, but I do look through it from time to time. Um, I try my best to stay off social media. A ton. In those flashcards. <laughs> yeah, hey, flashcards, hey. man. Um, um, but I got me and my boy created a clothing line in Seattle. It's mainly Seattle stuff right now, just kind of where he is. He's, he does a lot of the 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 making, the clothes, printing, all this stuff. But it's called Hom Seattle. It's on my Instagram. It's a it's a mental health clothing brand. It was based oh. off of my friend was going through a mental health stint, and he was able to create this logo, create uh, this clothing brand that brought him joy, brought me joy. By, like a lot of my friend groups, Joy, uh, he started it. He plays for UW now. He's a punter. Um, it started off kind of giving it to guys just in the in the locker room. And then, you know, people asked where you got that. And then it became a clothing brand. And uh, that's that's kind of the biggest thing I'm working on right now, just trying to help that grow. Uh, definitely in Washington. Hopefully bring it out to Florida soon. Um, but that's probably the biggest thing. And just uh, – yeah, reach out to me on Instagram if you got any questions for me. Real questions, not stupid things. I'm not responding to stupid things, but you guys yeah, heard yeah. it. Love yeah. it, man. Appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate that truly. And again, we're we're truly excited to um to watch you uh play on the big screen and in person and, and rooting you guys on. And you know, if there's anything that we can do to help, we're here to help and support you and your brand and, and you you as an athlete, man. So really appreciate that. The way we like to end it on the podcast always is, what is the biggest piece of advice you can leave off to all our listeners today in one sentence? Mm, one sentence. Prove it to yourself. Prove it to yourself. Go out every day and prove it to yourself. There's nobody else out there that you can prove it more to than yourself. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Appreciate you again. Thanks. Appreciate you. Thanks, everybody who's listening. Until next time, guys. Peace. Woo. Thanks.